Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 423rd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news item from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. well. My highlight of the week is hands down and yet again the ageless wonder that is Tom Brady as he's bringing his bucks to the Super Bowl right here in Tampa where I'm located. And they will be, of course, the first team ever to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. And he did it by defeating presumptive MVP Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Lambeau Field. So uh, very high on the degree of difficulty meter uh, going up to Lambeau and winning that game in the cold. Not that the cold would ever bother Brady. Uh, Maybe the greatest cold and snow performer in the history of the NFL. Uh, in addition to his many other records and accomplishments and uh, on and on and on. But uh, it's his 10th Super Bowl. Uh, I don't think anything more needs to be said. You just have to repeat it, 10th Super Bowl. (laughs) And by the way, I think it's his third since he turned 40. He's obviously now 43 years old. Uh, What we're witnessing is sports history on a daily basis. I've been saying it for a couple years uh, as a a longtime Patriot season ticket holder who has been there since the beginning of his career up in Foxborough for the last few years as I walk out the door for every game, 20 minutes from my house in Massachusetts. I always say, you know, time to go witness some more sports history. And now it's just the even up a, up a level from that. Um, we what he's doing we've never seen before. Highly unlikely we will ever see it again. He is just uh, again an incredible, incredible performer. He's now flirting with you know in my mind, you know greatest athlete of all time type of. Uh, that discussion. He's basically broken every record. You, you, you've heard them all. I'm not going to bore you with them, but you, you know, it's just, uh, you know, watching him go to Super Bowls, really what is now routinely 10 in the past 20 years or whatever, uh, is just mind boggling when you consider that nobody else is even like half that. And then you look at all the postseason records and accomplishments 
again, most no other players are even half of that. Um, you know, great statistics floating around. You know, uh, many of the Bucks have never even been played in a playoff game until three weeks ago. Uh, and oh, by the way, so that brings us back to you know just this run that's going on. Uh, number one, they yesterday was their third postseason win on the road. Uh, amazing accomplishment. First time I, uh, you know, it helps me recall the 2005 Steelers that did the trick there, and I ended up attending that Super Bowl in Detroit in Ben Roethlisberger's rookie year, I believe. And uh, and that was really, really special stuff. Uh, and yesterday, Brady, you know, had a lot of help from his defense, which, again, has really carried them throughout the pro season. And he would be the first to say that. That's one of the reasons I like him. Uh, you know, he's become the athlete of my and many of our lifetimes in, in my book. Uh, it just reached a new level with yesterday's victory. I mean, again, going into Lambeau in the, you know, and winning that game is just as tough as it gets. You know, I've always enjoyed the term field general, and he literally carries that mantle better than any quarterback who ever played the game in my mind. Uh, he is just... Uh, He's in charge, you know, uh, always in charge. You know, he threw three picks. We all saw the sideline shots of him buried in his computer <laughs> immediately following each of those picks and, and every other series played. And Brady's attribute, and I said this really early on in his career after the first Super Bowl or two, tough to remember. But, yeah, you know, his number one quality far and away is his brain, his intellect, Period. It's not his arm. It's certainly not his athleticism or running or anything like that. Obviously, although he has great footwork in the pocket, it's his mind. It always has been, and uh, and that's it. Um, so, hats off. Uh, and by the way, you know, for him to have left the Patriots, the Patriots let him get away. I'm I'm in that camp. I'm I'm in the Brady camp, as you can tell. I mean. Basically, as a reminder, you know, because two years ago, basically, Brady just wanted a two-year contract, and they wouldn't give it to him, the Patriots, and, uh, you know, and for in, in return for signing the one year, he basically wanted, for the first time in his career, free agency after taking team-friendly contracts throughout, and, you know, so he played that last year, and then he did what was his right to do. And going, switching conferences, going to the Bucks. keep in mind, the people in Tampa, to say it's full-blown Brady mania and Buck mania would be an understatement. Uh, were there any doubters or anything down here in Tampa Bay? They were won over yesterday, trust me. I, I witnessed it firsthand. Uh, and cars were honking all night all around Tampa Bay. It was awesome. And, uh, yeah, so... Tampa Bay, I heard something this week that amazed me. I'm not shocked by it, but I didn't know it specifically. They're basically the losingest franchise in the history of American sports, Tampa Bay Bucks. Need I say more? By coincidence, in my younger days, I lived on the Gulf Coast of Florida 
for a few years when the Tampa Bay Bucks were created, when they were born in the mid-1970s. So I've always been a fan. I've always uh, enjoyed them. They've always been kind of my NFC team. And now to be here and witnessing what's gone on here in the playoffs for three weeks, what's about to go on here for the next two weeks, and it's on already. Believe me, it was on at uh whatever 6 31 p.m yesterday the moment uh, the gun sounded to end the game and uh it's going to be a spectacular couple of weeks on the other side of the ledger my bizarre story of the week is matt lafleur green bay packers coach choosing to kick the field goal utterly incomprehensible uh being where i was with tampa bay people watching the game it was shocking and uh for me and for everybody there it, it was like somebody just handed out a gift to to brady and bruce arians and the rest of the tampa bay bucks um it, it was a you know i i said that at the time that you know this makes up for uh kevin cash taking that matt uh taking out Blake Snell in that uh, World Series game against the Dodgers. Uh, this negates that decision, LaFleur's decision. It was the gift back. Uh, people are still grousing about Blake Snell being lifted. We all know the rest of that story. Uh, Rays lost. And then, uh, but yesterday, like, was it was a gift the other way in favor of the Tampa team. And again, just incomprehensible uh, why he would choose to do that, not give the presumptive MVP, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you know, uh, the fourth down shot from the eight-yard line. Forget the fact he had missed the first three plays uh, had they hadn't gotten it in from there uh, or even gained a yard, as he said, as LaFleur said in his press conference. He, uh, you know, you just have to go with Aaron Rodgers in that situation, period, win or lose it. And then worst case, granted, they got three the three points and it closed them from eight to five. But to me, the other side is he goes for it. Rodgers, very good, better chance than anybody, even including Brady, probably, than getting the touchdown. And again, recognize they needed a two-point conversion just to tie. Still, who else would you rather have in that situation than Aaron Rodgers, period? Nobody this side of Tom Brady. That's it. Uh, maybe Mahomes. And then, uh, you know, if, if they don't get it, there are the Bucks with the ball at the eight, two minutes. We all know the Packers had three timeouts plus the two-minute warning, so basically four timeouts. And Keyshawn Johnson last night on NFL Primetime brought up a great point. If the Bucks get the ball at the eight, uh, it, it, they're they're – Treating it differently. We're probably talking a three and out, three runs with timeouts, and maybe the Packers get the ball back after a punt that, you know, close, close to midfield, and you still have Aaron Rodgers and probably a minute or so left, maybe even more. Um, that's, not a, that's not a bad position to be in, rather than, you know, they get three points, the Bucks get the ball out around the whatever, the 25 to 30. We all know the rest of the story. They got what they needed to run the clock out. That's it. You know, they gave Tom Brady the ball back. It's just that simple. For me, at the end of the day, it's strike two after uh, 
Strike one was when they drafted quarterback Jordan Love, clearly ticking off Aaron Rodgers, probably leading to a chip on his shoulder and his MVP season. Uh, we all heard the post game last night. Aaron Rodgers sounds like he might be leaving. I'm sure Wisconsin must be in a panic. Um, and bottom line, I'm guess I can't help but think that Aaron Rodgers is simply thinking, why wouldn't my coach give me the ball with one play and the game on the line, the Super Bowl on the line? He, you know, why why didn't he trust me to get it done? Me, of all people. That's clearly in my mind how what Aaron Rodgers think about, so we'll see what unfolds there. And lastly, my low light of the week is simply after that pulsating victory and basically, you know, three hours of just pure excitement and action nonstop and watching Rodgers and Brady go back and forth and just great plays, all of it. After watching that uh, epic NFL game, NFC Championship game to go to the Super Bowl, I found the uh, you know the Bills Chief game frankly just disappointing. Uh, didn't come anywhere near the suspenseful, especially in the second half that the Bucks and Packers had just produced, and everybody was still buzzing about it. Granted. Well, I'm here in Tampa Bay, so <laughs> I think the buzz lasted a little longer than uh, elsewhere around the country. But, you know, Bucks Packers was TV viewing gold. And uh, the second game was at best anticlimactic, and it just deteriorated. And Chiefs ran up, you know, pretty insurmountable lead as we got into the fourth quarter. And then the chippiness started, and it just, uh, you know, just ended, you know. Uh, in a disappointing for me fashion as simply a football fan who, you know, I liked what the Bills were doing. I just thought it might be a little closer. And uh, so that, that was just, for me, disappointing, especially held up against, you know, the epic battle that we had all watched uh, yesterday afternoon from Lambeau. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham. Veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel channel. 
A Braveheart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby, to join the show. The call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, and it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. So glad to be on your show. Thank you. Well, thank you for calling in. I'm sure you're still living in uh, the afterglow of the Alabama National Championship to a degree. Uh, but that didn't mean football had to end. And yesterday, I obviously spent the entire first segment talking about the championship Sunday, the two games yesterday. But clearly the headliner was uh, Brady and the Bucks. Uh, beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in Lambeau. And the Bucks are now going to be the first ever team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium, uh, 20 minutes from where I'm standing right now. So uh, and it sounds like you're going to be down as well in this area for Super Bowl week. So I, I, let me give you advance notice. Uh, the place is already jumping. There were horns honking all night long around Tampa. <laughs> Last night. <laughs> this isn't, I, I, it takes a little getting used to for me, AP. Uh, you know, it's yeah. as a season ticket holder for the past 20 plus years, uh, we've had a lot of Super Bowls to get excited about, and we do up there in New England for sure. But down here, it's at a different level because they don't. <laughs> what else can you say? No. Uh, no. So it's it, really, really fun to see. Yeah, it's a sensational moment for the Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans because I guess yes. the last time was 2002. Is that right? 2002, I think it was. Correct. And, uh, uh, so, and, and yep. then they were they had a one other championship too, right? Is that right? One with Brad Johnson at quarterback and one with Trent. Well, that was just Brad Johnson. That was the only one. That was the only one, right? That was the one. Brad Johnson. They definitely only have one. 
2002, yeah, one, right. 2002 San Diego yeah. when they beat the Raiders. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah, John Gruden. Correct. John Gruden was the coach, exactly. And uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I heard something this week, by the way, that I, I said in the first segment that the Tampa Bay Bucks are the losingest franchise in the history of American sports, period. <laughs> like, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I just yeah. heard it this week for the first time. I mean, I knew they were in the conversation, but it was a flat-out declarative statement on Tampa Talk Radio, which is great, by the way, and about to get a whole lot better in the next two weeks uh, <laughs> uh, and make that three weeks right. if they win. Um, right. Three weeks right. plus. <laughs> Might be three months. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, you know, let's. I was here when the. I said this in the first segment too. I lived here when the Bucks were born in the mid 1970s on the Gulf Coast of Florida, uh, hour or so south of Tampa, and uh, so I've been following them since day one, since the 0 and 26 days, which we all remember. <laughs> and right. they are, and in fact, I, I I didn't say this in the previous segment. Late in the game, as the Packers have the ball in that final fateful series for them, um, you know, I, I said to the people I was with, I said, you know, this reminds me, this moment here reminds me a little of the 03-04 Red Sox, like where you're expecting the worst to happen. You just are. Yeah. And I could feel it, see it, and sense it all around me with Tampa Bay Bucks fans. You know, because they feel cursed. They just do. That's their history, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right. And uh, and luckily I was wrong. Thank goodness. You know, that indeed yeah. they held on. Yeah, it's very difficult to break a trend. And um, Tampa Bay, when you think about the game, John, three touchdown passes for Tom Brady, yet three interceptions, but they still won. So exactly. what does that tell you about Tom Brady and, and the team? Yeah, the word that came to mind, uh, you know, field general. I mean, at the end of the day, I've always liked the term. Uh, must be because of my interest in military yeah. history or whatever. But you know, you know, lifelong term for everyone. You know, to refer to a quarterback, yeah. field general. And yeah. boy, to me, yesterday, yeah. just uh, that thought just kept popping back in my head, even as he was throwing the right, picks. Right. I was just yeah. like, oh, yeah. yes. you know, and yeah. I have a phrase. Yeah. I even mentioned to our producer at the beginning, as we were getting ready for the show today, uh, that, you know, pretty simple. I've been saying it for years. Never bet against Brady, period. <laughs> Yesterday yeah. was such another classic example of that. No matter what's going on, you just stick with him and he'll, he'll deliver for you more than anyone else ever has, maybe in sports. Yeah, yeah John, I think the most interesting thing about Tom Brady Maybe this exemplifies his career. They had seven re different players with receptions yesterday. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, he doesn't really play favorites. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll, he'd like to throw to Gronkowski more, but he only had one reception, but it was a crucial for 29 yards. But he, he's, he gets the ball to all the people. So, you're, you're, as a player, you're trying, you practice hard because you know you might be called upon when the game's played. So he, exactly. he keeps everybody into the game. Involved, sharp during the week as well at practice, like you said. Well, AP, I agree 100%. It's always been one of his best qualities, shall we say. And, uh, and was it ever more in evidence, AP, than on the most important play of the year? 
the third down pass that turned into the pass interference. He threw it to a rookie, the kid who had made the catch <laughs> last week, the spectacular catch where he like bent down and picked it up off the tops of his shoes. You know, <laughs> literally the most important play of the year or the game that put it, the play that put the game away to send them to the Super Bowl. And, you know, that's who he threw to, number 18. <laughs> and, uh, and that just spoke volumes. And, oh, by the way, back to Gronk real quick. You, you know, I also said this yesterday before the game. Uh, you, you know, Gronk's being used differently. He is the best blocking tight end in the league, quite possibly. The running game has been paramount during these three road victories in the postseason. Emphasize road. And... uh Right. But yet, you can count on Gronk. He doesn't make anywhere near as many catches uh, no. here in Tampa. But you can count on him as it reminded me of when he made the Super Bowl catch about against the Rams to set up the only touchdown of the game to win the Super Bowl against the Rams a couple years ago. Uh, he got it down to like the two-yard line. We all remember that one. And, uh, you, you know, he's going to make the one catch, the most important catch of the game. And he did that again yesterday with that as you said, 29-yarder. So, anyway, that's enough about Gronk. That's, you know, his blocking has been really huge in their establishing a running game. Hey, AP, I know what I want to ask you. Did you know that Leonard Fournette was capable? You're an SEC guy. <laughs> Did you think he was capable of that spin move he put on at the 10-yard line to, to go in for the touchdown? That was amazing for a power back. Yeah. yeah, no, I've seen him make some of those types of moves. He has unbelievably large uh, thighs. I mean, they're huge, John, if you see him in person. But uh, he, he's made some terrific moves. He, he's one of the better all-time running backs at LSU. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he just happened to play against Alabama. They shut him down most of the time. But uh, he's spectacular yep. back. He is, and I mean, you, you know, he was number top five overall. I think the Jaguars drafted him, something that sounds like third or fourth overall in the draft. Uh, that's how highly fourth. he was thought of. Fourth, that's it. yeah. In the pick number yeah. four, pick number four. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and these days, no running, it's a rare running back who gets drafted that high. Hey, speaking of huge thighs, you know, Saquon Barkley is about the only other one that immediately comes to mind. Uh, drafted mm-hmm. top five uh, running back. Right. All right. But yeah. What about? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was you go say, ahead. What about the pass to Scott to Scotty Miller? I mean, oh, to, uh, five to the first foot nine receiver, Bowling Green. I mean, yeah. but here's Brady throwing the ball to him because he got open. He beat the defender, and right on the money, and it's a touchdown that surprised the the, the uh, Packers defense. Fabulous. I mean, you know, the, uh, another classic slot receiver. I mean, in the mold of Edelman, Welker, on and on and on. Um, yes. Brady always uses those guys, loves those guys. And AP, you know, yes. again, when that drive started, I said, you know, here we go, right out of the Belichick playbook, you know, and in the perfect scenario, of course, you know, you score at the end of the first half. And you score at the beginning of the second half, and basically you win the game right then and there. Packers right. got the second half kickoff because the Bucks, you know, got the opening kickoff and drove down the field, sending a gigantic message that 
they weren't intimidated by Lambo or the cold uh, to start the game. But yeah, so yeah, you could make a case AP that that may have been the most important play of the game. I think it just, you know, kind of ripped the Packers' heart out as they headed into the locker room for halftime. It was shocking that they gave it up. Start with that. Like, how can you give up a long touchdown pass in the final <laughs> seconds of the half? It's like crazy. Yeah. But that may have been yeah, their biggest mistake of the day. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's a bigger one we're going to get to. <laughs> I think we both know what that yeah. one is. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, I, heard, I saw that touchdown, and I thought to myself, other teams are probably going into the half. They were satisfied. Correct. Exactly. Yes, it just gave yeah, it gave the Bucks a big lift. Of course, they come out of the half. Packers fumble early on. Bucks recover. They score quickly, and all of a sudden, it's eighteen point lead, three three score game, and that's exactly how I looked at it. But there was absolutely no part of me uh, whatsoever that was thinking, you know, they got this one or anything even close. And exactly what I expected to happen did happen. Aaron Rodgers, of course, rang up a couple of scores of his own, and it led to a spectacular, you know, fourth quarter and ending. And it was just great stuff. And AP, actually, speaking of halftime breaks, why don't we take our break now? Because we have to now get to the biggest uh, decision of the game made off the field by the Packers coach, to go for the field goal, and we are going to discuss that on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective, your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., uh, covering Alabama, you know championship football, and you know coaching decisions uh, at the highest level uh, as... From Bear Bryant to Nick Saban and everyone in between, you've been right there uh, as Alabama coaches have traditionally made the right decision, shall we say. Which brings us to the topic of the day, which is, of course, Matt LaFleur, Green Bay Packers coach decision to kick the field goal on fourth and eight uh, after they hadn't picked up even an inch on the previous three plays. A little over two minutes to go, down eight. So they needed a touchdown and a two-point conversion just to tie. But, you know, we all know the decision now. He uh, he chose to go for a field goal over letting uh, Aaron Rodgers decide their season on one play. Uh, What do you think? What were your thoughts? Yeah. Well, John, I'm looking at that play and – Going back to the third down play, that's when he was scrambling, right? He threw the ball in the center of the field. There was two people there, and the ball fell incomplete. It looked like he had a chance to run it, but he chose to throw it. So that 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 maybe wasn't the correct decision. All right, so he had the fourth down. You kicked the field goal. Yeah, yeah, you kicked the field goal, and I didn't have a a, a huge issue with that because they had a lot of timeouts. Then the other decision you have to make, John, when you're kicking off, do you try an onside kick to give yourself another opportunity to recover the football? Well, that was or do the other kick thing, it yeah. down the field? So you kick it down. The field. So you that. kick it down the. F- yeah. Yep. So you 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 bypass that decision. Be you know, be, and you have the timeouts. And essentially, if you don't stop them in three downs, the game is over anyway. I believe. Correct. So if you, so if it was at midfield and you and you and it was punted punted away. Uh, you know, because they had that two minute warning, possibly it's like a fourth, um, timeout. So maybe you have one timeout, you have to go 80, 90 yards for a touchdown to win. So that was the decision that he felt, let's kick it down the field. Let's play defense and they'll punt it to us in a better position. Then the receiver falls down with 202. So essentially he bypasses a two minute warning for, for, for their team. And, uh, you know, Green Bay gets a break there. Right, they but have four they timeouts. Able to stop def- yeah, right. Never able to stop them defensively. Then you had the third down play. The defender was grabbing the, the shirt of the receiver. So that was kind of an easy call. But if you overlooked the grabbing, yes. d- did you think it was over his head? It looked like it was over his head, his head John. I don't know to you. I, I, I wasn't sure. They showed some of the angles, but to me initially, it just looked like it was over his head. And a, and totally agree. Yeah, it would have been a great catch had he made it, had he not been interfered with. He was, but him had he not? Will, yeah, him and Will Chamberlain, yeah. It would have been up there. It's up there. <laughs> it 
the Correct. Military. And at first, I thought their legs got tangled. It was only the replay that showed uh, it was a jersey pull. And a jersey pull is an automatic interference period. So there's no dispute. There just isn't. Right, right. On the call. Yeah, you know, you can't you can't grab the jersey. I mean, right, right in it. front of the official. I mean, it just, just can't happen, right? So... And so they didn't stop him, so the game was over. But there were a few decisions in between that he had some options, and that he he chose to kick away, and his defense didn't hold. And um, do you want to put the game all on? Um, or, or John, now let me ask you this: If you're going back to that fourth down play, um, if if you were if you if they were stopped on that fourth down play, they get the ball back right there. And you well, still have a, the timeouts, correct? Well, that's my thing, AP. And I said this in the opening segment. This is where I'm coming from. Number one, I, right. you know, you go for fourth down, you have the MVP. Yeah. And who else yeah. would you rather have this side of Brady in fourth and eight with your season on the line, period. I don't care about this two-point conversion either. You get the touchdown first, then you worry about the two-point conversion. Period. Who would you rather have than Aaron Rodgers of all people in Lambeau to boot? And uh, but AP, yeah, to your point, that's exactly what I thought at the time. Was like, well, okay, so they don't get it. The Bucks get the ball right. at the eight, and Keyshawn Johnson last night made a great point on NFL primetime, uh, which was simply that if the Bucks get the ball back at the eight yard line, Packers still have four timeouts. We were three in the two-minute yeah. warning, that the Bucks would have had to play differently than they did with where they got the ball after the kickoff with it, passes and stuff like right. that because they would have had right. to run the ball. It probably would have been a three and out. It usually is, as we often know, in those uh, yes. crunch time situations. And then they're punting yeah. from their, theoretically from their own end zone or deep. And the Packers are getting the ball with a minute, maybe more back, at somewhere around midfield. Right, I mean, right. that's a spectacular position to be in with Aaron Rodgers. But, yes. you know, and as yes. good as that is, AP, it, frankly, it's not being back at the eight-yard line. <laughs> I mean, it just isn't. Right. Yeah, give me no. the one play at the eight. I'm, I'm, I, AP, the people I was with, everybody, myself included, was so shocked by that decision it was like a gift. You may have heard in the previous segment, I compared it to, you know, it was like uh, the give back for the Tampa Bay Rays manager, Kevin Cash, taking Blake Snell out of the World, Snell out of the World Series game. Like, <laughs> it went against all of Tampa. <laughs> and now they got right, the, right. The, the, the repay of that. Um, right. AP, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, everybody around me, it yeah. wasn't just me. They were just like, oh, my God, this is great. This is unbelievable. They're kicking the field goal. Like, nobody could believe it. And I kept, what I kept saying at the moment, what what am I missing here? Yeah. Why are they doing this? What am I missing? You know, right. and I was so intrigued by that question, you know. I wasn't able to hear the audio as much as I like. I mean, as soon as I got home, I, of course, taped the game. I went on my app. I had and went right to that part of the game to hear what, you know, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were saying. And Troy Aikman immediately questioned it. No surprise. Um, and we all have been hearing it ever since. But, yeah, just it was shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, Never crossed yeah, my yeah, mind. There were, there were de- yeah, there were definitely a couple options, though, John. In other words, okay, so he chose to kick the field goal. All right. And he, and he felt like he had four timeouts. So he could have went, went for the onside 
he could have kicked it and hoped his defense stopped, but he still would have had to score the touchdown. Um, and, and, you know, but he wouldn't have had to score the two points. But the other way, you know, would have them deep in their own territory. Maybe they pass on third down, possibly a safe play. Maybe they get it, maybe they don't. But there, there were definitely decisions to be made, and it just so happened, I think, that you're really going to get second guess because his defense didn't stop the Tampa Bay. Well, that's it. That's it, AP. And, you know, and to me, then the the penultimate question is also, I'm, you're giving the ball back to Tom Brady and all yeah. he needs is the first down to win the game. Period. Right. Like, that, that doesn't right. make sense to me. It's Tom Brady. Getting the, you're giving the ball back to right. Tom Brady. That, to me, sums it up right yeah. there. You just are. And the Green Bay defense was nothing special. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. just no reason to, you know, Tom Brady lives, lives for moments like that. Like, oh, you're giving me right. the ball back and all I have to do is make a first down and we're going to the Super Bowl? Like, I mean, yeah. you know? Right, the, and you're giving it in, in better position, in better position, not the eight-yard line. It's correct. Whatever they right. got it with, the 20, 25, 30, whatever it was, I don't remember exactly, but it's better position to have more options. And AP, I mean, risk. on first down, yeah. they threw a pa- they threw a pass out in the flats, and they got nine yards. Right. And on the right. very next play, right. the first play. The- yeah, it was right. kind of bizarre. The they next were, play where the yeah. guy jumped off sides to give them the first down and somehow save timeouts. That was kind of weird. Uh, I, I didn't know it until I watched the replay of the game at home last night. Right, um, right. Yeah. It was just different. I hadn't seen that. I, I get it. They explained it. But it was just all about somehow, some way that saved an extra timeout or something. I guess, I guess the clock stops when you move the ball for a first down, maybe. Or there, well, there's a penalty. The guy jumped off sides on purpose for the yeah, Packers. Off, yes, yes, yeah. I just hadn't seen yeah, much of that him, yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. I remember that play because they got the nine yards on the first down. So you're thinking two plays to make a yard. That's right. not a good odds for our defense. So let's jump exactly. off and give it to them. So then we. And we got the timeout still. So no, that that was a smart play. But essentially, John, it came. Yeah, essentially, his defense. I think it would have been better to give him less options at the eight yard line than at the twenty, twenty five, thirty, whatever it was on the kickoff, because then your defense has to be aware of all types of plays. Whereas at the eight yard line, maybe the playbooks cut down, and um, you know your defense has a chance to stop them, but. Either way, the defense didn't stop them. You know, then that and that had to happen because they they went for the field goal and they didn't go for it on the fourth down. And well, you know, the fourth down play. I, I looking back on it, and I, you know, I probably would have went for it on the fourth down, leave him on the eight yard line. Absolutely, it's Aaron Rodgers. You, you, you have to. You have to. And John, put the if you look at him, it, what, what was this? What? Yeah, and then John, if you if you got the touchdown and missed it. They had needed two points to tie, correct? They needed the two points to tie. That is correct. They were down eight. Yeah, so right. if you missed the two-point conversion, you still would have had the timeouts to try to get the three, and your defense still would have had to stop them. Correct. So, and by the way, all, the, all, I, I think all, probably, all you need is a field goal yeah. at that point to win the game if you get the ball right, back. To win the game, right. So, right. so I, I think looking back on it, I probably would have went for the fourth down. Oh yeah. Well, again, you know, what were what were what was I thinking at the time? And AP, it never even crossed my mind. I was 
as stunned as I've ever been watching a football game, as was everybody around yeah. me, when we were all talking like, wow, basically what I was saying was, this is awesome. I mean, you know, the entire, the right to go to the Super Bowl coming down to one play with Aaron Rodgers at the eight-yard yeah. line uh, with the Super Bowl on the line. How good is this? This is what sports is all about. Uh, that said, yeah. I was also very nervous. Clearly, I was rooting for the Bucks, uh, But so to right. have, see that when I saw the field goal guy, like I said, that's where I get back to the big Blake Snell analogy where it's like I was so stunned. It was like a gift. Like, are you kidding me? Like, we just won the game yeah. on this decision. That's what I thought, and that's exactly how it turned out. Yeah, yeah, because, John, if you go for it on fourth down, you're giving one of the best quarterbacks in this era a chance to win the game for you. And even if he doesn't succeed, you're still going to give him another chance if your defense stops the offense. Correct, which they would have had a better chance of doing if Tampa Bay has the ball at the eight rather than the whatever, 30, 40, wherever they had it. And the one thing's safe to say, AP, the Bucks would not have been throwing on first down from their own eight-yard line, which, of course, yielded yeah. a nine-yard gain. They wouldn't right, have been. I, right. I don't think and, they would have been. Yeah, I wouldn't have been. <laughs> you know, I would have just yeah, been running know. Leonard Fournette up yeah. the middle, I think. And, yeah, and, and then, John, when you think about it, if you go for it on fourth down at the eight-yard line, you're giving Aaron Rodgers two opportunities to tie the game, win the game. Whereas if you're kicking the field goal, he just got that one chance at the end, which he never had because the defense didn't stop him. So you're essentially taking away one chance from Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I totally agree. And, you know, the other thing is, uh, you know, that basically they have uh, Aaron Rodgers. I heard this post game. Sorry, I had to just uh, click my thought on this one. I heard post game. Like, I didn't know until after the game on the replays and stuff how wide yeah. open the right side of the field was on that third down play where Aaron Rodgers threw uh, and the two guys yeah. broke it up for the Bucks. But you, clearly there appeared to be an opening, and there was ahead of him, but there was a defensive lineman really close to him, kind of behind and to the side. But Aaron Rodgers acknowledged after the game that, like, quote, there might have been a window to run. So what that tells me is, you know, and none of us knew this at the time, and I don't, no. I'm not suggesting he and Matt Lafleur were talking about it either. Clearly, those two had a miscommunication, no question. Yeah. But anyway, my point is simply this: we, in retrospect, we now know that Aaron Rodgers would have been more willing to use his legs on fourth down because he realized he might have made a mistake on third down by not running and trying to force that right. ball in there between two defenders. You know, we didn't know it at right. the time, but now that we know that, it just frankly makes the decision worse. But Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, I mean and he's a great runner. I mean, that's, that's why he yeah. or Mahomes in that situation is doubly dangerous. You're not going to see that from Tom Brady as much as we like him no he, he's not no. running it in for the eight yard line and he would be the first to say that yeah but Aaron Rodgers yeah and John if he ran on third down right say he mm -hmm. didn't make it correct say that he didn't He'd make it he would be closer to the goal line closer so than that an, puts more pressure on the pass right so that puts more pressure on uh, Tampa Bay their defense are they going to run are they going to throw on the fourth down 
Right. And LaFleur didn't say this, but he uh, he quite possibly would not have gone for a field goal if they have the ball at whatever, the six, the five, the four, the three. You know, it's 50-50 yeah. as to whether Aaron Rodgers would have run it in. I mean, there was a window there, but there was a guy, right? again, behind him and to his side, a big defensive lineman that I'm not saying he would have got him, but right. he would have, right. might have, fact, I'm guessing he, that's what Aaron Rodgers was feeling and why he didn't run. Yes. Not, not people yeah, he, in front of him. He, there was nobody yeah. in front of him. No, no, no. But that guy was definitely, I mean, there was two guys on him right in the center of the field, though, when he threw the ball. I mean, there were two defenders exactly. there. He should have ran that, ran that football. Well, no question. And again, to hear him say post-game that acknowledge there was a, a window to run and he missed it. He, he didn't say yeah. he missed it. He said, you know, uh, window where I could have could have run and could have made it. it was very yeah. you know he, he acknowledged that it crossed his mind shall yeah. we say um yeah but ap clearly there was miscommunication i mean it it sounds like and this is a lot of aftermath stuff that you know it, that he was surprised that they went for the field goal like uh like the rest of the world <laughs> and uh mm, right, and right, how yeah. he and how he and LaFleur. Granted, they're not taking any timeouts because they're saving them. Uh, but how he and LaFleur in, in this day and age, given how this stuff is so set up, shall we say, uh, mm. how they could not have been on the same page as to what happens if we get to fourth down. And I'm not saying it have to be after the yeah. third down. It was a frenzy. It was crazy there, of course, as it always is. Mm. Be the, yeah. be the thought in a general sense. It's the simple term, AP. You know it so well. We all do. You know, it's four down territory. That's it. That should have been established. Yeah. It appears to me. Yeah, yeah, I, I think know. so. You you've got to know that. You've got to know that before the game. I mean, you've got to expect those things and have it already in your mind. A decision. Exactly. We're going for it on fourth down if we get there. If we get to fourth down, we are going for it. For Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it's it's one thing that all of America was uh, stunned <laughs> by the decision. Well, maybe not all of America. I was. I can only speak for myself, yeah. and the people around it, me were. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and John, I I think there's a because there were so many options at the end where they could have won the game. I mean, as we just discussed, the last. With how many 15 minutes here, that this one's going to be hard to live with, I think, because it wasn't like it was one play. You know, even if they made that decision with the field goal, they still had, had time and, yes. uh, you know, to play defense and get the ball back and uh, that, you know, that type of thing. So that, I think that that's why it's going to be much difficult, much more difficult to live with this outcome. Yeah, and Tom Brady, even even Tom Brady, he gets that ball at the eight-yard line. Still, all he needs is the first down, basically. But he, even he, is thinking like you know, when you have the goal line and you're up, when you're up against your goal line, even he is affected because he's thinking like, boy, I got to be really careful with the ball. I mean, when he got the ball at the thirty forty after the field goal kickoff, you know, he's like thinking, well, I got to be careful. <laughs> at the eight-yard line, you're thinking, I got to be really careful. Even Brady's thinking that. Right. You have to. Yeah. And, yes, yes. You know, so they just had to play more cautious, as like, you know, as Keyshawn Johnson said, they would have changed the entire play calls 
that they ended up using, which were a couple passes, and one was the interference, one was starting it off with the nine-yard gain. AP, I could talk about this stuff all day. I, 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 I don't know when I've enjoyed analyzing uh, a play as much as that one or a decision, shall we say. Uh, at the end of the day, though, AP, we all heard Aaron Rodgers after the game. I mean, this is the news of the day behind Brady's going to you know, his 10th Super Bowl and the Bucks are the first team ever to host it at their home stadium. The next thing after, you know, is Aaron Rodgers talking about, quote, an uncertain future. And I can't help but think, knowing Aaron Rodgers, as I do, like we all do from the media and whatever, watching him so closely over the years, he has got to be thinking, my coach didn't trust me with the Super Bowl on the line from the eight-yard line, period. And I don't know if, and this is on the heels of that coach being part of the decision to draft Jordan Love with the first round pick uh, last draft, right. rather than getting him help, right. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers right. help. So right. we heard at AP, I mean, I'm sure people in Wisconsin are panicking that he's going to leave. And we all now now know, as I'll let James Harden, the athletes now have the power. If he says, I'm not going to play. He, he'll, he'll shoot his way out of town if that's what he wants to do. Period. Yeah, John. So be some big decisions in the offseason for sure. It's going to be massive. Um, he was he was devastated and with good reason. I mean, let's not forget he was had his first ever championship game in Lambeau Field. Um, so there he is, you know, still sitting on just the one Super Bowl and one Super Bowl appearance. And that's the way it's going to stay for now, AP. Uh, but it's more celebration of Tom Brady and the Bucks. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks, AP, and uh, look forward to seeing you in Tampa. And I just want to thank you so much for calling and uh, lending your expertise. This was a, a really fun analysis. Yeah, yeah, it was very good, Jim. John, looking forward to it. And it was quite a ball game. But Green Bay is going to have a long, a long decision. A uh, long season, long and, uh, and a tough decision at the end of the end of this year, and that was a heartbreaking way to to end the season. It really was. It really was for them. I, I totally agree. And again, to finalize it, Aaron Rodgers himself said, "You know, you know, there's a lot of change in the air. I guess they have a lot of free agents, stuff like that. So it's clear, you know, the team is changing, and it drove home the point." that this was their year and they were really going for it. So, AP, thanks again. We really appreciate you calling in, as always. Hey, thank you, John. My pleasure. Thank you. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.